Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Happy Holy 2023. My name is Jesse Romero. This is uh, Jesus 911, one man car on Monday. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. I think you're going to like Mondays. What I'm going to start doing. I'm going to take Mondays where I'm on by myself. And I am kind of tired of us Catholics getting beat up by anti-Catholic propagandists. And so what I'm going to start doing on Mondays, I'm going to take the entire show. Every Monday, I'm going to talk about a different aspect about the about why the Catholic Church is amazing. Every Monday, I'm going to talk about amazing facts about the Catholic Church that will make you proud. Every Monday, I'm going to talk about a singular fact about the Catholic Church that no other religion has accomplished. So on Mondays, if you want to get a shot in the arm and listen to how great Catholicism is and amazing, factually... Not emotional arguments. Monday is the day to tune in. Now, why do I call the, joke, uh, the program Jesus 911? Well, initially the program was started from, by three retired cops. Myself, Eddie Chavez, and, and, uh, and uh, Ruben Nava. <clears throat> Ruben and Eddie Chavez, both are retired law enforcement friends from Los Angeles of mine. They've gone on to other endeavors. God be with them. They have other projects going on. Now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have Paul Clay. Retired lieutenant from the LA Sheriff's Department. I worked with him for many years as well. On Wednesdays, I have the instructors from Liber Christu, Kyla Clement and Dan Schneider, which we do high-level spiritual warfare. And on Fridays, I do spiritual warfare programming with my wife on the issues that affect us, like the Temple of Satan, uh, like, uh, you know, Ouija boards, like uh, Charlie Charlie. So on Fridays, we talk about things that affect people here on the ground level, you know, things like the Harry Potter books, what's, what's so uh, dangerous about them. But on Mondays, I'm going to build you up because, again, a lot of Catholics get beat up by anti-Catholic bigots and propagandists, and they don't know how to defend the Catholic faith. So Monday, this is exactly what we're going to do. Number, Here's the first thing that I'm going to talk about today. Most people don't know. Most people, of course, people get sick and they go to the hospital, right? Go to a doctor. Hospitals were started by the Catholic Church. Perk up. I'm going to give you one fact after another. Hospitals weren't around at the time of Jesus Christ. Did you know that? In fact, one day as Jesus was entering Capernaum in Galilee, you remember that there was a Roman centurion. He was in charge of a hundred soldiers. He sent for our Lord and he pleaded with our Lord to deal or to heal his dying servant whom he loved dearly. Our Lord Jesus Christ marvels at the faith of this Roman centurion and he actually says, I have not found such faith in all of Israel. And the servant was healed at that moment. But the scene prompts the question, 
the centurion isn't rich enough. So why hasn't he brought his servant to a hospital? Think about that. Why did he bring his servant to our Lord Jesus Christ and not to a hospital? Because there were no hospitals in those days. That's why. What did the Romans have to try to treat people? There were health resorts. The Romans were big on health resorts and gyms. And they often built up these health resorts around natural hot springs in those lands perched atop the volcanic ring of fire. Wherever the Romans found hot springs, they built resorts. But there was no such thing as a hospital in pagan Rome where you could go if you were ill and needed care. Only the rich in pagan Rome could afford to go to the spa or hire a learned physician, a learned doctor who would go to your house if you were rich. So, why were there no hospitals for, for anyone in Rome? I'll tell you why. Because our Lord Jesus Christ had not yet Jesus had, has, had yet to give the command and great directive, I was sick and you visited me. By the way, those are going to be the words of the Lord at the last judgment. I was sick and you visited me. Then the righteous will reply, but Lord, we never saw you sick. And then Jesus answers, whatsoever you do to the least of, of these, my brothers, the same you have done unto me. Christians are commanded to see in the face of every human being, the face of their brother, the face of Jesus. That transforms the world. So, what do we suppose the Christians built based on the words of Jesus Christ about caring for the least, the least of our brothers Soon after Emperor Constantine issued the Edict of Milan in 314 AD, where he legalized legalizing Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. The first thing the Catholic Christians did is they built churches and they built hospitals for the care of the sick. In the Middle Ages, Religious orders were established, such as the Knights of Hospitaller of St. John, whose vocation was to care for strangers and pilgrims and the sick. In point of fact, there are many forms of ecclesial life that have emerged as developments of what was present in seminal form, in teaching, ministry, and the style of Jesus. For instance, Catholic hospitals are grounded in the Lord's ministry of healing. 
in doing this for the needy, regardless of their background, the early Catholic Church stood out in a Roman culture that tended to provide only for its own, which were the rich. St. Fabiola, a Roman matron who died the 27th of December, 399 or 400 A.D. She was one of the company of noble Roman women who under the influence of St. Jerome, the great church doctor, she gave up all earthly pleasures and devoted herself to the practice of Christian asceticism. And she also devoted herself to charitable works. Why? The words of Jesus just cut her to the core. And the words of Jesus challenged her. to quit looking at herself and start looking at others that were less fortunate than her. So she began the practice of asceticism and and, and charitable works. Fabiola belonged to the patrician Roman family of the Fabia. She'd been married to a man who led so vicious a life that to live with him was impossible. She obtained a divorce from him, according to Roman law, And contrary to the ordinances of the church, she entered upon a second union before the death of her first husband. On the day before Easter, following the death of her second consort, she appeared before the gates of the Lateran Basilica, dressed in penitential garb, and did penance in public for her sin. An act which made a great impression upon the Christian population of Rome. The Pope received her formally again into full communion with the, with the Catholic Church, St. Fabiola now renounced all that the world had to, had to offer her, and she devoted her immense wealth to the needs of the poor and the sick. She erected a fine hospital at Rome and waited on the inmates herself, not even shunning those <clears throat> with repulsive wounds and sores much like a Mother Teresa. Besides this, Fabiola, she gave large sums of of money to the churches and religious communities at Rome and other places in Italy. She was very generous with her money. You're listening to Jesus 911, Jess Romero. I'm going to be focusing on Mondays, the greatness of the Catholic Church. There is no religion like Catholicism. You'll see that every single Monday. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, 
Dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Every single Monday, I'm going to be showing you the greatness of Catholicism. There is no religion as great as the Catholic faith. I'm not talking about the people. I'm a sinner, so are you. I'm talking about what the church has done. When the church follows her doctrine and her mandates... And the church follows the teachings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is no religion like the Catholic faith, bar none. Nothing's even close to Catholicism. On Mondays, I'll be talking to you about how amazing and great the Catholic Church. Today, I'm focusing on the fact that the Catholic Church built the first hospital. Hospitals weren't around before the Catholic Church started the hospital system back in the early church. Rome didn't have hospitals, pagan Rome. The only people that were treated by doctors at the time of Christ and before Christ, when Rome was was started by Romulus, only the rich could have a doctor come to their house and treat them. If you were poor, guess what? You died very young because there were no hospitals. St. Fabiola had a conversion. She died around 400 AD. She She was a wealthy lady a wealthy, lit widow. When she had a conversion to the faith, St. Fabiola, she gave large sums of money to the churches and religious communities at Rome and other places in Italy. St. Fabiola, all her interests, once she encountered Christ, all her interests were centered on the needs of the church and the care of the poor and suffering. In fact, in 395 AD, Fabiola went to Bethlehem where she lived in the hospice of the convent directed by Paula and applied herself under the direction of St. Jerome with the greatest zeal to study, to the study and contemplation of the sacred scriptures and to ascetic exercises. At Rome, Fabiola united with the former senator, Pamachius, in carrying out a great charitable undertaking Together, they erected at Porto a large hospice for pilgrims coming to Rome. St. Fabiola also continued her usual personal labors in the aid of the poor and sick until her death. Her funeral was a wonderful manifestation of the gratitude and veneration with which she was regarded by the Roman populace for what she had done with all her money, built hospitals. It can also be said, however, that the modern concept of a hospital dates from maybe even 331 AD, before Fabiola. When Constantine, the great, having been converted to Christianity, abolished all pagan hospitals and thus created the opportunity for a new start. Until that time, disease had isolated the sufferer from the community. The Christian tradition emphasized the close relationship of the sufferer to his fellow men upon whom rested the obligation for care. Illness, sickness, suffering... It became a matter of the Catholic Christian Church. And so around 370 AD, 
St. Basil of Caesarea established a religious foundation in Cappadocia that included a hospital. And an isolation unit for those suffering from leprosy and buildings to house the poor, the elderly, and the sick. Following this example, similar hospitals were later built in the eastern part of the Roman Empire. Another notable foundation was that of St. Benedict at Monte Cassino, founded early in the 6th century, where the care of the sick was placed above and before every other Christian duty. It was from this beginning that one of the first medical schools in Europe ultimately grew at Salerno and was of high repute by the 11th century. Did you catch that? The first medical school in Europe was built by the Catholic Church in Salerno, Italy in the 11th century and it was of high repute. This example led to the establishment of similar monastic infirmaries in the western part of the empire. And by the way, the pagan empires that are spoken of here, I mean the, the, the pagan hospitals that are spoken of here, remember just like I told you before, the Romans, for them, their hospital system was health resorts. That was their hospital systems. They're, they had spas. They built them around natural hot springs and lands perched atop the volcanic ring of fire. These hot springs were the pagan hospital systems of pagan Rome. But it was the Catholic Church that started actually building the buildings to care for the sick, the ill. Here's some other Catholic history. St. Camillus de Lillis, St. Camillus de Lillis back in the 16th century, he was a soldier for hire at 17 and by 25 had gambled away everything he had. He found work at a Capuchin friary and was moved to repentance. The friars refused to let him take vows because of his ulcerous leg. <clears throat> Nonetheless, he progressed in the spiritual life under the direction of St. Philip Mary, who counseled him towards the priesthood. Camillus, this, soul, this injured soldier, wanted to be a priest who would serve Christ and the sick. He went ahead and gathered like-minded men for the work. He then founded a hospital where fresh air and good food were the norm. He gave priority to hygiene and privacy. In 1595, his order, known as the Camillians, were the first nurses to serve in a mobile unit on the battlefield. So, what's the point that I'm making? So, battlefield medics were started by the Catholic Church. Battlefield medics were started by the Catholic Church.
among the innumerable blessings that modern society owes to the Catholic Church once again, I'll repeat it again, is the hospital system. Of course, God helps to inspire great works and God has inspired his church. Yes. And God has inspired his church to build the hospital system. Why? In obedience to the words of Jesus Christ. Whatever you do to the least of these little ones, you do unto me. Love one another as I've loved you. The golden rule. Hospitals were started by the Catholic Church because of of obedience to Jesus Christ. Because of the golden rule. But among the innumerable blessings that modern society owes to the Catholic Church is the hospital system. The book called Mending Bodies, Saving Souls, A History of Hospitals by Gunter Risi, the author, he recounts how the Catholic religion was responsible for the development of medicine, patient care, health care professionals, and the idea of a hospital. St. Benedict, for example, included the obligation to care for the sick in his rule, which is the, which is the basic manual for the Benedictine order. The author, Gunter Risi, states that the influence of monasteries and cathedrals in the corporal acts of mercy spread into the general society. Lay confraternities soon join the works of mercy. Remember as Catholics, paragraph 2447, we believe in the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Lay confraternities soon joined the works of mercy and this task was based on the traditional Christian premise that such assistance was still part of a religious ritual and an important means for acquiring spiritual salvation. Thus, writes uh, the author Gunter Rissi, he says, thus, the instant institutionalization of healthcare spread to the general population by the Catholic Church. The word hospital is derived from the Latin hospitium, which means guest house. Hospitium, where we get the word in English, hospital, it was the place where the sick and dying were received as guests. No other civilization developed anything similar to this. God's intervention began centuries ago. The divine physician, our Lord Jesus Christ, not only cared for the redemption of the soul, but also for the healing of the body. That, that's an important, remember as Catholics, we believe that Christ died for our body and soul. 
Hospitals are an expression of his spirit. Jesus may have not diagnosed a dying COVID-19 patient, but he inspired the whole hospital system in the world. You're listening to Jesus 911. On Mondays, I'll be talking about the greatness of the Catholic faith. Yes, God helps to inspire great works. And God has used the Catholic Church to bring about great things in Western civilization. One of them being the hospital system. Have you ever used a hospital? I have. Thank the Catholic Church for that. The hospital system was the brainchild of the Catholic Church, inspired by the words of Jesus Christ. Stick around. I'll continue talking about why you should be proud to be Catholic. One reason, the Catholic Church gave us the hospital system. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. We're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Jesus 911, Lord, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Psalm 69, verse 2. I'll quote that every single time I'm on the radio. Why? Because evil never rests. We must fight together until the end of our life. That's the lot that we've been given. And uh, again, we do, we do it in the service of Jesus and in honor of Jesus. We're talking about the greatness of the Catholic faith. Every Monday, I'm going to be talking about aspects of Catholicism that most people don't know. One of the things that most people don't know, Protestants, non-believers, atheists, Muslims, uh, you know, Satanists. Anytime you go to a hospital, thanks be to God, the hospital system was started by the Catholic Church. It's the brainchild of the Catholic faith. Catholics built the first hospital. Also, no private institution has a better record of serving AIDS patients than the Catholic Church. That's just kind of a PS. I don't know if you realize that thousands of schools, colleges, charities, and hospitals, including more than half of the hospitals operating in Africa, are run by faith-based institutions. The church is blamed for the spread of AIDS due to her opposition to contraception. But did you know that 25% of the world's AIDS victims are taken care of in Catholic hospices? Did you know that? 25% of people dying of AIDS right now are being taken care of for free in Catholic hospices. AIDS patients are taken care of medically and they have a peaceful death at a Catholic hospice. Unlike the other religion that Bush called the religion of peace, Islam, what do they do with AIDS patients? People that are involved in the homosexual lifestyle. They cut their heads off or throw them off of buildings with their hands tied behind their back. So when somebody says, you Catholics hate homosexuals, really? 
Are you, have you ever read the church's teachings on what we say about homosexuality? It's the most beautiful, compassionate, uh, you know, doctrine on, on hating the sin, but loving your brother, the sinner and taking care of his needs medically and introducing him to the person of Christ. The Roman Catholic Church, not talking about more contemporary times, is the largest non-government provider of healthcare services in the world. Did you hear that? When I talk to Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses or other people that I, you know, that knock at the door, that are missionary-minded, which I do give them credit for that, one of the things that I ask them, I said, I asked Mormons and Jehovah, where are your hospitals at? Where are your hospitals? AIDS hospices? Where are your charitable institutions? You know what I hear? Crickets. Crickets. Because they have done. The Roman Catholic Church is the largest non-government provider of health care services in the world. It has around 18,000 clinics. 16,000 homes for the elderly and those with special needs and 5,500 hospitals with 65% of them located in developing countries. In 2010, the church's pontifical council for the pastoral care of healthcare workers said that the church manages 26% of the world's health care facilities. Can the Muslims say the same thing? Can the Mormons say the same thing? Can the Jehovah's Witnesses say the same thing? What about the Buddhists? What about the Confucius? Hmm, what about the Evangelicals? Here are a few facts that I found most impressive about Catholic nuns. Get this, Catholic nuns in the United States. Nuns have been called the first feminist. Feminist in a good sense. Nuns in the 19th century, in 19th century America, often made decisions in business without ever consulting a man. In a culture and country where most women followed the orders of a father or husband, these women, nuns, were planning, building, and even providing employment without the lead of a man. Did you know that by 1906, over 800 hospitals and 10,000 schools, colleges, and universities were founded by Catholic nuns? N-U-N-S. Did you know that nuns helped start the Mayo Clinic? Yep. In 1883... A devastating tornado hit Rochester, Minnesota. Dr. W. W. Mayo, who was caring for injured victims, requested the help of Catholic sisters. When the crisis passed, Mother Alfred Mose, founder of the Sisters of St. Francis of Our Lady of Lourdes, discussed a dream she had with Dr. Mayo. The dream was about the two of them building a world-recognized hospital 
in Rochester. So Dr. Mayo and a nun, her name was Mother Alfred Mose, discussed building a world-recognized hospital in Rochester, New York. The resulting St. Mary's Hospital, opening in 1895, drew so many patients, it spawned. It gave birth to the Mayo Clinic. The result was hundreds of basic medical innovations, but the foundation for all of them was the hard work, faith, and frugality of the nuns. Also, the Catholic Church made the founding of Alcoholics Anonymous possible. How so? In the late 1930s, Dr. Bob Smith, a physician recovering from alcoholism, a sinful disorder, met Sister Mary Ignacia Gavin at St. Thomas Hospital in Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. Dr. Smith found in Sister Gavin an advocate in treating alcoholics as if they were sick. Sister Gavin sneaked his patients into the hospital and the result of this team became Alcoholics Anonymous. In the United States, Catholics have, have played an integral part in development and provision of health care. Before the Civil War, few official hospitals existed. Did you know that? Before the Civil War, few official hospitals existed in the United States. How did people get treated when they were sick? Families. Families cared for their sick and elderly with a lot of homeopathic medicines, a lot of herbs and a lot of natural remedies. There were some physicians. They would examine their patients if if they could pay in their homes, just like in pagan Rome. Yes, a doctor would go to your house in pagan Rome and in the early part of the United States. If you had money, he would go to your house and examine you if you could pay for it. But endowed private hospitals were reserved for those who could prove they were of respectable moral and financial standing. Public hospitals were understaffed and under-resourced, often used as a last resort. But what changed that? A Catholic. In 1828, a Catholic Irish-American millionaire by the name of John Melanfi, funding the first hospital in the United States and St. Louis, for the care of all the patients, regardless of their ability to pay. In 1848, the Sisters of Charity opened St. Vincent Hospital of New York City. 
and in many more Catholic hospitals followed. Today, Catholic hospitals in the United States admit more than 5.6 million patients each year and employ about 800,000 people. Once again, the Catholic hospital system, without a doubt, is one of the great contributions of the Catholic faith to Western civilization. And why did the Catholic Church start the hospital systems? Out of obedience to Jesus Christ. Because one day, a Roman centurion whose slave was sick and dying, asked Jesus, can you heal him? Jesus marveled at this man's faith. In Rome, there were no hospitals. There were gyms and health resorts. They were often built up around natural hot springs in those lands perched atop the volcanic rings of fire. So wherever the Romans found hot springs, they built resorts. But there was no such thing as a hospital where you could go to if you were ill and needed care. Only the rich in Rome could go to the spa or hire a learned doctor to go to your home and treat you, just like in the United States before the Civil War. But the Catholic Church built hospitals out of obedience to Jesus Christ for everyone. Jesus 911, we'll be right back. Stick around. I'll tell you what makes the Catholic Church great. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, we're like a lighthouse amidst a gathering storm. And guess what? Sunlight is the best disinfectant. That's what we provide here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're just putting the spotlight of truth upon the culture of death. And we will keep firing missiles of truth against the wall of lies until the Lord calls us home one at a time. I'm sharing with you every Monday the greatness of the Catholic Church. Most people have never heard what I'm going to share with you on Monday. Most Catholics have never heard this. Most Catholics oftentimes are beat down by anti-Catholic bigots and propagandists. So every Monday I'm going to talk about one aspect of the Catholic faith that makes it unique, that makes it amazing, that makes it unlike any other religion. I'll recap what I said the last three segments. The Catholic Church founded the first hospital. That's a fact. Pagan Rome, at the time of Christ, didn't have hospitals. They had gyms, they had spas, they had hot springs, they had resorts. Now, there were doctors in pagan Rome. The only people that could have access to a doctor in pagan Rome is if you had to be rich and the doctor would go and treat you at home. But there were no hospitals for anyone. This changed. The Catholic Church that was started by Christ, looking upon the words of Jesus... When Jesus said things such as, I was sick and you visited me. The words of the last judgment. Or when Jesus says, 
whatsoever you do to the least of these my brothers, the same you have done unto me. St. Mother Teresa told us that we as Catholic Christians, we're called to see the face of Christ in people. That's hard. That's a tall order. But that's what inspired the hospital system. One of the early pioneers of the hospital system was Emperor Constantine, who had a conversion to Christianity. He signed an executive order called the Edict of Milan in 314 AD, legalizing Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. The Catholic Church had already been around for 300 years, just living in the wings, living in the shadows, uh, living in the catacombs, if you will, underground. And guess what? When Christianity was legalized in Rome by Emperor Constantine in 314 AD, the Catholic Church came from the ashes like the phoenix bird and the people became busy and transformed Rome into Christendom. They began taking the, the pagan temples to the pagan gods and making them beautiful Catholic churches. And they also began building hospitals to care for the sick. <clears throat> this is so well established that already in the Middle Ages, there was already religious orders just dedicated to the vocation of caring for strangers, pilgrims, and the sick. For example, <clears throat> the Knights of Hospitaller of St. John. In point of fact, the Catholic hospital systems, the teaching ministry of the church, the hospital ministry of the church, all of this comes from the words of Jesus Christ. Catholic hospitals are grounded in the teachings of the Lord's ministry of healing and in the words of Jesus Christ. The Catholic church, the early Catholic church, stood out in a Roman culture that tended to provide only for its own. But the Catholic church built hospitals for the needy, regardless of their background, regardless of their ability to, to pay. Somebody historically that poured a lot of money into Catholic hospitals was St. Fabiola, a Roman matron of rank. She died December 27th, 399 AD. She was uh, one of the company of noble Roman women who under the influence of St. Jerome gave up all earthly pleasures and devoted herself to the practice of Christian asceticism and a charitable work. She came from a rich family. She, uh, when her husband died, left her tons of money. She married again, I think the divorce from her second husband. He also had a lot of money. She had a conversion back to the Catholic faith. And what she did is she basically renounced all the worldly pleasures that she was accustomed to and she began to use all her immense wealth for the needs of the poor and the sick. And so Fabiola, in Rome, united with the former senator, Pamachius, in carrying out a great charitable undertaking, they erected at Porto, Italy, a large hospice for pilgrims coming to Rome. She financed this with her money. Fabiola also continued her usual personal labors in the aid of the poor and sick until her death. 
we also find that <clears throat> Emperor Constantine, when he had a conversion to Christianity, right around 331 AD, he began abolishing the pagan hospitals, which were, again, you know, resorts, gyms, and spas. And he created the opportunity for a new start. And they started building Catholic hospitals upon these former pagan edifices. You also find around 370 AD, St. Basil of Caesarea established a religious foundation in Cappadocia that included a hospital for those suffering from leprosy, leprosy, also to house the poor, the elderly, and the sick. Following this example, similar hospitals were built in the eastern part of the Roman Empire. St. Benedict, also at Monte Cassino, founded early in the 6th century, where the care of the sick was placed above and, and before every other Christian duty. And get this, it was from the beginning from the that one of the first medical schools in Europe ultimately grew at Salerno, Italy and was of high repute by the 11th century was built by the Catholic Church. The first medical school in Europe. You'll also find even in the Middle Ages you have entire religious orders like the Camillians founded by St. Camillus de Lillis. He was a soldier for hire had a conversion as a result of the direction of the spiritual director in St. Philip Neri. He went from soldier to priest. He, went, he began serving Christ in the sick. And he went ahead and gathered like-minded men back in the 16th century. And he founded a hospital where fresh air and good food were the norm. And his order is now called the Chameleons. They were the first nurses to serve in a mobile unit on the battlefield. So battlefield medics were started by the Catholic Church. We also see that St. Benedict back in the 5th and 6th century. Again, this, this whole idea, the development of medicine, patient care, healthcare professionals, and the idea of the hospital, this is the brainchild of the Catholic Church based on the words of Jesus Christ. Catholics built the first hospital. No private institution has a better record of serving AIDS patients, by the way, than the Catholic Church. AIDS patients are taken care of medically until they have a peaceful death by the Catholic Church. And again, point of fact, the Roman Catholic Church is the largest non-government provider of health care services in the world. I say this not to brag, but I say this to set the record straight. There is no church like the Catholic Church. Why? The Catholic Church was founded by Jesus Christ. And so the impressive accomplishments that I'm going to share with you every single Monday here on Jesus 911 has everything to do with our founder, Jesus Christ. Whatever good the Catholic Church does, it does in obedience to the words of our founder, Jesus Christ. Whatever bad things Catholics, Catholic men in the church do, that's their own sin. They're following their own concupiscence and their own fallen nature. But the church, when she's following the footsteps of her master, our Lord Jesus Christ, 
The church does amazing, amazing things in Jesus' name. As the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 11, through him, with him, and in him, the Catholic church was able to build the first hospital system and it spread like wildfire throughout the world, through him, with him, and in him. So I only say this, next time you get sick and go see a doctor and go to the hospital, Say a prayer of thanksgiving to God for giving us the Roman Catholic Church that gave us the hospital system to meet your needs and attend for your physical ailments. Again, the word hospital is derived from the Latin hospitium, which means guest house. And that's a place where the sick and dying were received as guests by the Catholic Church. No other civilization developed anything similar to the hospital systems but for the Catholic Church. That's a wrap. My name is Jesse Romero. Up next, Gary Machuda. Hands-on apologetics. But I remind you, every Monday, tune in to Jesus 911. Every Monday, I'm going to make you proud to be Catholic. Every Monday, I'm going to give you amazing facts about the Catholic Church. Every Monday, you're going to hear things about the Catholic Church that you've never heard before. And you're going to say every Monday, thank God that I'm a Catholic. Thank God that Jesus made me part of the one true church, the Catholic Church. And as Catholics, remember, we're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Set yourselves apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were born to stand out. Faith is what gets you started. Hope is what keeps you going. Love is what brings you to the end. In the twilight of our life, St. John of the Cross says, we will all be judged by how we loved. That's a wrap. Remember, we serve the Virgin Most Powerful, a 12-star general. Pray your rosary and read your Bible every single day. God bless you. Keep the faith.